0: What's up everybody, thanks for tuning in. Before we get into today's episode, I wanna give it a little preface. I actually filmed this episode back in February prior to COVID-19 and coronavirus taking over, along with seven other amazing episodes with incredible guests that I cannot wait to share with you guys, so stay tuned. Also, don't forget about the free experience I'm creating just for the Endless Victory community. I wanna connect with you guys on a deeper level. I want to teach you guys how to become a better dancer from the beginning levels to the advanced levels and everywhere in between. I just want to have some fun doing it with you guys. I want to exercise with you guys. I want to have deeper conversation. And the coolest part is I'm going to customize it and cater it specifically to you. So in order to get this experience, all you have to do is leave a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment why the show has inspired you. And I'll be selecting one lucky winner each week to do a 45 minute free interactive experience with me. I cannot wait to do this with you guys. This is gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be something new. So make sure you guys stay connected, subscribe and let's get into the show.
1: When you're brought into this world, you already have obstacles that, that you have to overcome and barriers that you have to break. And it's not a thought process of, dang, hey, well, I hope I can do it or what if I can't. We, we're not born thinking, what if we can't? We're born just knowing that we can.
0: What's up, everybody? You are watching The Endless Victory or you're listening to The Endless Victory. I'm your host, Brian Tanaka, and this is the first of many to come. And this show, and my intention with this show is to really shed light, inspiration, knowledge, and just different methods and mindsets that really are the keys to success. Talking to different inspirational people, people that are successful in the entertainment industry, Dancers, choreographers, athletes, business minds, financial minds. You know, I really I see this as a inspiration station, you know. So it's a plethora of things, and I hope you guys are in this for the long haul. My first guest is a wonderful, wonderful human being. He's someone that I've known for a long time. I'm very fortunate to call him a friend. I have known him for almost 10 plus years now, and that's crazy to say, but he's a quality, amazing guy. He's a quadruple threat he sings he dances he acts he produces he writes music i mean he's a fitness guru i mean he's got so much stuff happening that i can't wait to talk more about it with him so i just want to introduce you right away this is mr sean walker man what man, up, brother. i'm so happy you're here man this is this is this is really exciting thank you for being here man thank
1: you thank you i'm so blessed and grateful to be a part of this so man. I'm happy. I'm
0: excited. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> and uh, just a little little intro to this too. We had a conversation about a week and a half ago. And we're in Las Vegas right now. And we're doing a show for Mariah Carey. And we were just having rehearsals. And after rehearsal one time, we decided to get together and, and just catch up. Yeah. And through that 30 minute conversation, I was so inspired to fully commit to doing this. And it's because of our conversation that you were inspiring me with everything where your mindset's at wow. where you're growing into the things that you're doing like it just got me inspired and motivated and that's what i really see this show being about is sharing that inspiring each other motivating each other learning from each other wow. and uh, so we're here now we can wow. have later i'm committed we got all the equipment we got the lights yeah. videographers microphones so yeah this wow. is the beginning of it and you you helped me get there so i appreciate that brother man thank you thank you wow I don't even know what to say to that. That one got me speechless. <laughs> hey man, it was, it was it's been brewing in me a lot and it's just I just needed that extra little to get going and I felt that from you, man. Well thank you, man. Let's let's get there again. Yeah. Let's grow, let's build. Put it up there. G-O-D. Mm-hmm. So let's let's let the people know a little bit about you, where you're from, who you are, like just kind of how you got started. You know, I'm like I said, I'm Sean Walker.
1: I am from Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia. I I've always had a passion for entertainment, but in my earlier years, um, father most likely kind of tried to keep me away from that. My mom always like supported me and brought me through it, but I, I guess he didn't want me to turn out to. I, I, he was only looking after me because they can only do what uh, their capacity of belief is. Mm. so, um, so yes, yeah, so I was taught that you know pretty much entertainment or anything to do with it is unrealistic it wasn't for me and to you know be realistic and you know step into the real world because this is the real world right and go to school go to college get good grades graduate get a good job so that way I could work that for years and then retire
0: So you took the traditional route. You actually went to college. Mm-hmm. That's right. You graduated college with what again? What degree? Oh yeah. Political science pre-law degree. Sorry, what? <laughs> Political science pre-law? Sean yes. Walker? That was actually, I'm glad you set it up. I already knew that, but I, that was something that I learned about you way back. And I was so, I was like a secret weapon that I didn't know was under your belt or you just had in you. And I was like, pre-law I mean that that takes a lot of effort and knowledge I mean how was that experience going through college like that it was it was a really wow
1: it, it was a great experience but it was definitely a lot of work um first of all when I started doing I was only doing just enough to get past and then I had this professor that saw more in me and she was a very very intelligent she was um, she had passed the bar in New York. She was able to practice law in Virginia. She was really, and she was very strict on grading. Like, if you missed three periods in a comma, it was an automatic letter grade down. Oh. So at the paper literally had to be perfect. So she called me in the office one day, and she um, <laughs> she kind of called me out because I would do the, you know, the briefings the morning of, if not the night before they were due. Right. I'd be spending all hours or whatever. So she called me in the office. And she asked me how I was doing, and she's like, I feel like you, I know you can do more. I feel like you're doing these papers, if not the night before, the morning of. My face gave me away, and she's a really good lawyer, so she, any <laughs> in inkling of the thing, she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. So she told me <laughs> she was not going to pass me unless I you know, actually did the work, which it kind of shows something about me. So I kind of went in, and that. That type of field is definitely you have to put in the work. So Mm. the library became like my second home, and I start. I went from Cs on my legal briefings to like As and A minuses, and everybody was wondering like, "Damn, Sean, I don't know. I'm trying not to cuss on this thing." Hey man, it's (laughs)
0: free, bro. (laughs) Okay, perfect,
1: perfect. Like, what the hell? What the hell are you doing? I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm just actually doing the work, and. That is an experience in itself. It's it a different feeling where you're like looking up these cases and setting precedents and proving your point and you know going with the concurring op- opinion and dissenting opinion. And um, and you're looking for different cases that support your, your theory and your opinion to to win it. So um, that was an experience in itself and just to intern at a law firm, which is where I really learned a lot. But then I also learned that you know, when I went to the court system and I actually watched cases, that I said, "Man, this is just—I'm just doing this because you know I was told, and because it you know makes money, and because I actually scored the highest in my high school on like a test pertaining that. That's why I picked law. Wow. Um, so yeah,
0: that's that's a trip. I mean, the I was fact really that, good at it though. <laughs> yeah, and then you just have that in, in your back pocket; you can always fall back on, which is. Ideal, but you really took the route of like that's the right idea. Well, what was the turning point when you realized that, oh, okay, maybe this isn't for me I, I kind of have more of a passion in in the entertainment
1: world. Well, you know what the crazy thing is I always even when I was doing that, I still in my free time would sing and just perform. but the turning point for me was an old friend that I happened to run into because again, I was taught that what I was doing that's realistic and everything, so it kind of made me not even view my passion and my dreams as something that was possible. So one day, what changed it all for me is I ran across an old friend that I used to sing with, and he just random and I think that was God intervening. But uh ran across him, he asked me, are you still singing? And I said, of course, that's never going to stop. And he was like, man, I got my own studio that I like opened up, and you should come check it out. And I immediately looked at him like, oh, you're doing that Hollywood thing. Yeah. Like, that's not real. No one has a studio or whatever. I didn't really believe him. I took it, like, as a joke or whatever. But I didn't downplay him, but I just was like, all right, you know, it's whatever. I'll, maybe I'll check you out, some, you know, someday or whatever. Wasn't even planning on checking it out. And let's say got, like, months or something down the line. I was going through a little rough time. And then his card happened to be on my dresser. And... I, I hit him up and asked him, like, hey, do you, you still have that studio? And he said, yeah. I was like, well, is it cool if I come past and check it out? Because it was a different mindset at the moment. So I think everything is in timing. You catch people in the right timing. So that was the right timing for me. So I went and saw the studio. And it wasn't like the studios I'd seen on TV, the fancy ones, but it was something I'd never seen before. It was the, the booth. You had the little set with the bar. You had the screens with the tracks, which I didn't even know what tracks were. Wow! Yeah, so I went in there and he played me some of his music. And I was like, wow, this sounds like it could be on the radio. I was trying to produce stuff with a karaoke machine. What? Karaoke with the little cassette tapes to take one out, put the other one in, to harmonize, to try to make. And it never wow. sounded nowhere near the radio. So that also made me believe that it was impossible. But hearing his stuff, I was like, man, you did this. It sounded like it could be on the radio. I was like, "So, so I can do it. He was like, Yeah, you wanna you wanna try? I was like, Yes, how how do I do it? Go in the booth. I was like, Cool, go in the booth. What do I do? He's like, I'm gonna set up some tracks for you. I was like, what are tracks? Like, not like I'm not running. He's like, No, no, tracks on the I was like, Okay, cool, cool. So I just sang into the mic. So how does my voice get up there? He's like, I'm well, gonna press Whoa. record. And then after that, I heard myself, I was like, This is this is it. Change changed the course of my life forever. I quit everything I was doing, and went in the studio and started trying to learn how
0: everything worked. That moment was a significant turning point for you. And that just knew, you just knew, this is my mission, this is my path that I'm going for no matter what. Yeah,
1: it changed my life. like It changed the course of my life, because I quit everything. And shortly after I went in the studio and tried to learn how things worked, and within maybe two months of that, maybe three months, I don't remember the timing, but I decided to fly to California to pursue it completely. As a music, musical artist, a writer, producer, just singer, artist, what was it? Um, singer, writer, I was a singer, writer, and I didn't get into producing yet, but I was writing, I wrote my music and I recorded and sang it and did my own harmonies and vocal product, like, yeah.
0: I think that's one of the things that Endless Victory is about, is that finding that turning point or that moment of shift that just sent you on your passion pathway, you Mm. know? That I had that moment too. And I just knew everything else didn't matter at that moment. It was just like, okay, I know my mission. I was going to college and I knew just the fact that I'm just going to college and going to these classes and it's cool, it's the right thing to do. But when I found dance and, and the feeling and also the people that kind of motivated me to go, you should go to LA, you should go to LA. Like that really changed my focus. And I was like, this is what I'm really passionate about. Mm. I should probably push pause. Or I should probably push pause on college because I did an experience where I had a great class that I was like fully invested in the class. Uh-huh. And this is how college should be. And I was really getting something from it. Every other class was kind of whatever. I was just kind of going through the motions. Mm. But once I understood that difference, I was like, okay, I need to really focus here because I'm driven by this, I'm pulled by it. And that, that shift is really those that special moment. And see, now we're here like Yes, yeah, so we here, like 15, it was that twenty moment. years later. <laughs> yes, that's crazy.
1: It was that moment and that class for you that just changed that just it's I feel like it's things that allow you to see and you have to really act on it. And a lot of people are scared to to really take that action on it because again, we're taught this this thing that our dreams or whatever we believe in or whatever our passions is is not realistic is impossible and the only thing is that we're taught to limit our beliefs when really us as human beings we we don't really have any limitations we're that powerful that we can limit ourselves or we can not limit ourselves with that it's our decision so it's like i don't think a lot of people know the power that they do have and we didn't even recognize it at the time but we we acted on that
0: and look where we are now yeah and there's still so much more to go it's amen (laughs) you stopped pre-law. I mean, you stopped that whole aspect. And you were like, you found music, you found your passion, and you, you pressed pause. I'm pivoting this way. Yeah, but
1: I didn't even just press pause. I just completely like, that's not it. And my parents always say like, okay, well, at least you got this as a plan B. Like, if stuff doesn't go right, you got this as a backup. And I was like, there's no backup for me. Like, playing a backup is playing to fail. Like, I I don't expect this. Whatever I have to do, with the exception of, doing some crazy stuff <laughs> i was like but i'm i'm going to make this happen i know it's going to happen like i believe in it and it's, it's crazy when you really believe in something you know something i just had that feeling that gut i was like i'm going to make this because this is this is what i want to do this is me this is my passion and i think when you have a backup or you set up like stuff for Okay, well, just in case this doesn't work, you're already setting the time limit for yourself of when it's going to fail. So it's like there's no real. other option. When you, when you leave it in your mind to have, there's no other option. You have to make this work. You, you'll come up with, like, we are the most intelligent beings right on
0: this planet. You'll figure out a way. There's a, like, there's a force. There's a power behind that. Yes. You, it's unstoppable like, nothing's gonna stop you you yeah, have to no, do it we're limitless like when you
1: when you start believing you that you can create your world i mean getting off on a tangent but that's Please, another this story. is the
0: best tangent everybody <laughs> you can create your world yeah. this is real talk i mean that's i yes. love it
1: because it's like if you look at us if you look at all the successful people it's like a lot of them didn't have nowhere to start from and but they just had a belief and even me doing this i didn't really have a lot a support system to help me pursue this i actually i had people betting against me i had people like giving me a time frame of when i was going to come back because i give him a month i give him three months he's never gonna Mm -mm. it's just a pipe dream you you heard it before and to the point where even me and yeah my father we didn't speak for a good four or five months because of this move wow because he thought i was as he would say his words pissing my degree in the (laughs) the wind and I was like you can keep that but I'm gonna show you and then like so there's even motivation in that yeah that's probably pretty hard to go through I mean it it was but I really believed like and the whole move to California was a a process in itself I just I bought a one-way ticket even when people didn't believe I planned on celebrating my birthday with my family one last time because I didn't know when I was going to be back or whatever. And two days later, I bought, a, I bought a one-way ticket. I already bought it. I just didn't tell nobody because I had so many people negative thoughts about it. I was like, I'm just not going to say anything else about it. I'm just going to do it. It's going to be about it. And it's, again,
0: the best decision I've ever made. So you fly to L.A., one-way ticket. You get to L.A. Now, did you have a lot saved up, or did was it just enough to get you by for a little while? Like, what was that process? Did you have friends in LA that you were gonna connect with? <laughs> well, yeah, that
1: process. Because Virginia is definitely very different from California. The money I saved up I thought was a good enough amount to last me for a month. It was like maybe eight hundred something dollars, almost nine hundred. And in Virginia that would have lasted me a good month. But I got to California, that only lasted me two weeks. I was broke within two weeks. Wow. Two you weeks. You actually wow. Yeah. And it was eight hundred so I didn't even yeah that's a process in itself and then the whole move here uh, they reminded me it's like you don't have any family in california you don't have any friends you don't know anybody i didn't know where i was going and but i just knew i had to get there like the only thing i had in my head was people like where are you going to live i was like well it sounds very naive now but it sounds crazy now but still glad i have i was like hollywood i'm gonna go to hollywood because that's where all the agencies are that's where i need to get like And I can find like a producer and record my music, and you know, whole thing blow up and right, right, yeah, the dream. Yeah, all I knew was what I saw on TV of California, but I never, and I just came here with maybe two bags and the shoes on my feet, not knowing where I was going to stay or go or anything.
0: And and you've been in LA for how long now? Over fifteen years now. Fifteen years later, we're here, brother. Yeah. Whoa, that is that's inspiring. Is I gotta say, I didn't know. Just knowing that you come here with, you move to LA to Hollywood with about eight hundred dollars. You know, everybody has different ways and perspectives of like, what's the amount, what's the right amount to go and chase your dreams with. And I mean, life isn't cheap for sure, and it's grown into be even more expensive. Yes, but you did that with eight hundred dollars. Two weeks, you were broke basically. Now what kept you going from there? Like what was what made you keep pushing forward and pushing through that? Well, I think that whole mindset to like
1: really I was determined to make this work. And I was determined I was here for a reason. And when I say faith, and I'm very I'm a believer, I'm very spiritual. Um the third week cuz I ran away in two weeks, I was sneaking in this computer lab. This apartment i don't even know what i should be saying <laughs> hey
0: we, but, yeah, was, we'll, we'll decide if we want to cut things out or not but we are gonna yeah. try to keep it all in there okay because this is this
1: is real like, yeah because was, i was struggling i was like so and that was the only way access i had the computer to look up to find work because i was like man what am i going to do i don't have any money i need to figure out where i'm going to lay my head like eat everything and I, I wasn't going back home was not an option and I couldn't tell my parents was going because they would have wanted. it. I didn't tell nobody. Um, so what helped me really realize that I was where I was meant and supposed to be is I found this job online on Craigslist. And um, I got you know, set up to go to an, an interview. And during that interview, um, be- right before that, I was running, I don't know if you um, heard of this uh Casting called extras casting a uh, central casting mm. and as a casting agency for extras for like movies TV shows or whatever mm-hmm. So I was like, I just need to get in it. So I just went in there and signed up for this extra casting thing and At the same time I kind of did the interview for the job I got a call from the extra casting agency to come in for an audition for a TV show and I was like, okay, I ain't never really did the acting thing I and mean, then come on came here for music but okay perfect they saw my picture when i took it now that picture in itself is a story because i had to run you know since i'm i don't know where i'm going in california i had to like print out sheets from the computer of directions and i'll take the bus didn't know which bus to take but i would look at directions and as soon as the bus will make an Turn that wasn't on direction. I was pull the thing and get off the bus. Oh snap! (laughs) Yeah, and just run the rest of the way. I just try to take the bus as close as it goes, and I'll run the rest of the way. Wow! So I got to the central agent, uh, central castings agency right before they closed. I was sweating, drenched in sweat. I made it just before he locked the door, and and that was the second time because the first time I forgot to bring my social stuff for them to put down. So the second time I get there, I'm sweating. They was like, okay. Oh, we need to take your picture or whatever. I'm like, can I go to the bathroom real quick? Wipe myself off. That picture I think looks very horrid. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> we gotta find that picture and put it up. Just no. I hope they never show that picture. Then and now. I mean. <laughs> no, I looked. I, I I can't even describe how I looked, but I can't believe that the casting director probably picked me from that picture to go audition. But I auditioned, um, and when I auditioned, I, I it's like I felt it. And the guy, he, he smiled. And then later on that night, I got called, and they wanted to book me for this TV show. The, um, the name of the TV show, I didn't even know what it was at the time. It was called CSI Miami. And I'm, like, looking at people like, oh, I got booked for this TV show, CSI Miami. And I was an extra, but I was a principal extra, I guess, uh, highlighted, which qualified me for SAG, which I didn't even know what SAG was at the time. It's, it's crazy how if you pay attention, that right there let me know I was right where I was supposed to be. And everyone looked at me crazy when they was like, well, how long have you been in L.A.? I was like, three weeks. And it was like, what? All of a sudden, I get the job and the time framing of my work and the time frame I had to be on set perfectly aligned. Like, I, I, I got a hired job. I went to work around 6. 6.45, had to be at 6.45 a.m. I finished at 2.00. And I had to be on set at 4 and finish maybe like around 2 in the morning, 2 or 3 in the morning, and then
0: back to work. Divine intervention, everybody. Quickly, just so everybody knows, SAG is called the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. And this is for all the actors and all the performers that are professional in the industry, Hollywood actors. The biggest actors in the world are part of SAG, AFTRA, Screen Actors Guild. And so your first job... Which you didn't even understand, CSI Miami. Hello, <laughs> everybody knows that show. You get that role, and then you get qualified for that, which it also costs. It's a membership SAG, but you have to yes. be, you have to earn it, which is also a thousands of dollars to sign up and be a part of SAG. Yeah. So that all happened on your first job, three weeks in LA, trusting faith, trusting your gut. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, t- now, I'm sorry. I just had to <laughs> clarify that everybody knows that, that was a big deal. And well, I just want to give the Go ahead.
1: Well, thank you. And actually, now that you say that, like, the, the, even the first little extra, uh, I did this TV show called Complete Savages. That was my first time being an extra. And it was a show that Mel Gibson was directing. So I got a chance to meet him and shake his hand. When, and, you know, you're hype. i talking to my friends on the phone. I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, on one set right now. You no, know? You know, I'm about to you know, meet Mel Gibson. Like, no, you're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're not.
1: No. Yeah, that was my first, those were my first experience of me being here, and I wasn't even trying to do that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, and I didn't even know what SAG was, and um, everybody's so excited, and it was like, why are you going to be, like, part of SAG? We're going to be part of the union. And they tripped out when they knew I was only there for three weeks. And then it was like, well, what agency are you with? I said, Central Casting. It was like, that's a extras casting agency. Like, how'd you get, how'd you even get this job? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm grateful. And um, <laughs> and then I ended up meeting Islay there that, like, the whole process, I went to wardrobe to get fitted. I had to take, like, three sub. I would leave the house every day, like, maybe three or four hours ahead of time just to make it to where I needed to be on time because I didn't know where I was going. So I asked people, and going to get fitted for that TV show, I had to take three different subways to get there. And then my the time was nighttime, and the fitting um, lady, she asked me where I was from, asked me how long I've been there, answered those questions, to make a long story short. I was like, oh, I'm to, I am about, I got to hurry up and go so I can catch the subway. She's like, no, I'll just take you back. I'll drive you back. I was like, wow. well, that's a, a ways to go. And she's like, I don't mind. Wow. So after, she's like, if you just don't mind waiting for me, I'll finish up these fittings. And she took me back. And then I ended up meeting another lady on set that was like, well, you don't have a car. I'll just pick you up from work and bring you to set and just from set take you back to work wow so she would pick me up from work take me to the set when we had to shoot and then when we finished take me home i was like wow and i just looked up and an I was angel like, thank you because well, it that's i feel like everything happens it just flows when you start stepping to alignment with who you who you are and just have faith
0: and not let fear prevent you from stepping into you Wow, that she was an angel, and everything you just said is absolutely true, and thank you for saying that. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to take a clip of that and highlight that and share that gem just so you get a little taste <laughs> of what this is all about. Yes, I love this. i a little excited. to make sure I didn't clip. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so, whoa. I didn't know that about you, and I'm so glad that this is exactly what I'm uh happy for this is that we can find out new things about each other we've known each other for so long we've known each other through the dance world mostly how did you kind of take a turn into dance how did that happen i I definitely dance was not in my
1: mindset I, i really didn't even think dance was a career path that i would take it was just it was music and i was in the gym working out one day and um guy came up to me it was first guy that came to me, he was like, hey, I was you know, doing a little bit of dance, and i don't forget it was actually Jamal. As as Jamal came Sims. to me, Yeah, in the gym. He was like, hey, do you dance? And I was like, um, no, I'm, I'm an artist. He was like, man, well, you have a great look. I think you should you know, take a look, and it was just that. He said well, it was nice meeting you. He's was like, I'm Jamal. I was like, man, I'm Sean, man. Great to meet you. Thank you for coming to You have a good energy. And
0: I, I, little did I know I would be seeing him later, but jamal sims is a is a big time choreographer he just got done choreographing the aladdin movie i mean he's a he's a someone that we look up to and respect much so hopefully he'll be on the show sometime but yes keep going with that flow um so that was the first time that i'm in the gym
1: again working out and another guy approaches me his name is nate in the and he was a choreographer he was like man do you ask me the same question like yo do you dance i was like no man i'm I'm an artist man but actually at the time he asked me i had just finished recording my epk and i was ready to start performing so i was like but it's, i said it's ironic you asked me because now i need like a choreographer because i need to start performing i want to start doing some shows and i need some dancers and he was like man well i teach at debbie reynolds you should come check out my class so he gave me his card i was like dope i definitely will and so i went to debbie reynolds and i saw people dancing and i'm looking at the class i'm like yo this this looks fun. i can do this but i just still didn't take it serious i was like this looks fun okay i, I might take one of these ones one time so he in- introduces me to chuck because he was like hey well tomorrow you want to come with me i'm gonna go to chuck's class chuck and maldonado yeah chuck maldonado and um he was like he's he's a noob because right, i'm a kappa so he was like y'all be able to relate and i was like okay what dope. is that again oh i'm a, I'm a kappa <laughs> and Chuck it's fraternity kind of, let make sure yeah. everybody knows that <laughs> yeah so um, next day we go to Chuck's class and I see his class I'm like yo this looks fun like yo I can I, was like, I can do this but I still didn't really take it seriously I was like I was even doing some little stuff on the side and we go out and we have a conversation I'm talking to him and then as I'm talking to him you got these people driving up and like you know BMWs and Mercedes and they're getting out the car and it's like oh hey how are you doing he's like hey I'm like Talking to him, then somebody else comes up and like Mercedes come up and drive and then get out of the car and like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, talking to him, I was like, Wait wait a minute. Like what what do they do? He was like, Oh, they 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 dance. I was like, Yeah, but like what else do they do? He's like, No, that's it. They just got off tour. I was like, What? Off tour, like they traveled the and at the time I'm struggling and it was kind of difficult to get in the music industry. So I'm like, I'm over here struggling and these people are driving BMWs I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong field. I was like, I can do this. So that right there made me, like, start taking it a little more seriously. I decided right then, I was like, you know, I'm going to take this a little more seriously. And I started coming and watching classes. And I started taking class. And at that point, I wanted to, like, if I really invest my time in something, I don't just want to be good. I want to be the best. So I, I would take class, and I would definitely fumble. I definitely made a fool of myself. You know, them double spins was not my thing in the beginning. It it's was not you know it's not easy. It's not easy. Everybody was spinning face to front, I'll be facing the back, and then by the time I jump to the front, they're on another move and I'm bumping into people
0: and then they recording stuff, so hopefully that recording is deleted. Can't see <laughs> You're but, hearing it from a professional dancer, choreographer, actor, singer that you don't start off amazing and knowing exactly what you're doing you fumble okay yes. so that's that's a very good learning point that everybody should keep in mind if you ever want to start dancing and get into it yes keep going the thing i'm gonna
1: add to this fumble your way to perfection because that's what i did i kept fumbling up until and then i would go home and practice and practice and practice and pray that they taught the routine which then they would teach the routine but they would add add on more but that helped me grow and learn so when i came back it was like the guy that was fumbling up and you probably was laughing at a little bit is now killing the choreography and they're like telling me to come to the front and hey. that kind of did something for my confidence mm-hmm. so the more and more I did the more and more I started getting you know, brought to the front then I started being recorded and getting put into groups mm-hmm. and then two months after me going to classes and really practicing um, Block had an audition for their agency and I auditioned and it was fun I had some people around me was like oh that's cute because they didn't see me and I can't blame because when they met me, I wasn't, I had no inkling of dance in me, or any any concept of me even dancing or wanting to dance. And then two months later, now I'm like,
0: yeah, I'm gonna be a dance. Like, <laughs> yo. And also, just to digress a second, this was when YouTube wasn't really a huge thing. Well, yeah. Instagram wasn't really a huge thing. YouTube was out. Like it, it was, was, it was but starting. It wasn't. We were just starting to record classes, but just to be pulled out in a dance class full of 40 50 people it does it does boost your confidence as performer and just being in a a nervous environment sometimes like learning it's 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 vulnerable but when you get those little call outs and you get summoned into a group or you're in the last groups and you're being filmed back then that was everything like yes and that's how even choreographers and teachers would find dancers to hire for jobs and stuff
1: hmm
0: you know I just wanted to kind of clarify that as to now everybody's filming classes and you see them all over social media and stuff like that but that that time in our journey and and coming up through the industry you had to take classes you had to prove yourself to the teachers mm-hmm. prove yourself to yourself yep and uh, yeah hearing that you got confidence from that I, I hear you bro yeah that that did is yeah that
1: did a lot for me because when I went to audition for the agency, that kind of helped me um, with dancing more confidently. And I ended up meeting a friend in, at the agency because I've never been used to, even though I was in class, when you audition for an agency, it's like everybody's shoulder to shoulder. And trying to learn the choreography, it's crowded, it's yeah. crowded, you can't really see the choreographer. That was a new experience for me. I got nervous. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I had a, who's now is like family to me, um, her name is Dacia. Hmm. And um, she ended up, they see a James. She, well, now she's married, so she has a different last name. Congratulations, they see it. Yeah. <laughs> but she ended up kind of seeing me and she's like, hey, well, you didn't see the choreography. You want, want me to show you real quick? I was like, that would, if you could, that would be great. So she showed me the choreography, went over with me, and by the time it was time for me to audition, I went in. And I was the, you no, know, I used my special, everybody had their specialty. Mine was I could tumble and flip. And it was different because I was kind of a muscular dude that could just flip. You still are. You're still <laughs> a big ass dude that can flip. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <you're gone>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, that did really, that, that helped that. Because they saw that and I could see they're like, but I got signed to the, no, long story short, I got signed to the agency. And I, the ironic thing was one of my first jobs with the dance agency was an acting gig. I booked a Sprite commercial.
0: <laughs> wow. That's a big deal for a first job as a dancer. Commercials are very in our world it's a it's something that's very lucrative and, and a big deal. Yeah. So, you know, residual income is something that I learned about with commercial work and the fact yeah. that you can get checks just keep coming at in mm-hmm. your mail every month or and they're substantial. Yes. Like, it's like a great surprise. Yeah. you are like, Oh man, like oh,
1: my day is great. My whole week is about it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, wow.
0: So. What agency was it? Um, Block. Block. Block agency, yeah. And you're actually still with Block now?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm a very loyal, like, somebody that, like, takes belief in me, I kind of stay.
0: I stay there, so. I respect that, man. So you had a lot of angels through your journey, especially coming to a, almost a foreign place, chasing your dreams, being broke, coming through that. Having the angel that was bringing you to set and to work, and then coming into the dance world, seeing Chuck, seeing Jamal Sims in the gym, Nate, they're all inspiring you to try this out. You go to class, you see it. The class environments are exciting. There's so many yes. people there there's girls, guys, you know, everybody just all walks of life. It's a creative, really exciting environment. I love the dance world. I love dance classes. Yes. You go through dance classes, you get the confidence, you learn. You're like, I can do this. I got the body control. You figure out how to control even more. Go to the audition for the dance agency. You find another angel that kind of helps you through that process because it's a nerve-wracking experience. You've never kind of gone through that. Yeah. Crowded, not being able to really do it. Then you got the judges panel in front of you. You know, you got to step up and show your confidence, your tricks, do the choreography right. You get signed to block and so you've gone through lots of little paths, different paths, significant paths. Yeah. And they're all significant to you because you still are able to do all of them. You still sing. You still, you're going and acting even more. You're still writing songs. You're, you've been dancing now for thir- 13, 13 years. Yeah. And that's just an amazing journey as an entertainer. Like you're kind of covering the gamut. That's why I say quadruple threat, y'all. Because <laughs> we didn't even get to the other things yet. Oh. <laughs> but okay so this is a good segue into how we met and I have a story about how I met Sean Walker okay so Beyonce's getting ready to go out on her second world tour her solo tour um I'm for me I'm just getting off of a tour I'm home for a little bit and all of a sudden I get the call from the agencies hey Beyonce's having an audition for her new world tour you've worked i've already worked with her so and this is one thing i really love and admire about beyonce is that you still have to show up and prove yourself show show up that you're ready so you got to audition again and i'm like cool that's all right and so i go to audition in la it's a huge huge call yeah it's a big deal beyonce is obviously one of the best ever and you know hundreds and hundreds of dancers are there guys just guys yep and i go through the audition process At that time i'm at like peak performance for me i'm just getting off of like three different tours with big artists so i kind of like i have the confidence that i know i need to do i've worked with beyonce before so i go through it i do well out of a thousand guys i get selected you know and this is auditions all over the us mind you and i'm at the la audition there's three people that get hired and then the next step is to go to new york for rehearsals for the tour and you know we're in LA we don't really know who's all hired we don't know all the girls through the audition process you kind of get like oh he might get the job oh, I know him he might get the job anyways the LA guys end up finding out Cassidy Kassan and myself are the guys hired from LA and we got to fly to New York to catch up with the girls rehearsing already and the fourth guy and so we're like okay Who's, who's the fourth guy? Because, you know, this is a big deal. We're about to go on a, a year-long tour traveling the world. And they're like become tour family instantly. And tour family is a whole other story. But it's basically, it's exactly that. You're a family on tour. You become brothers and sisters and, and all that because we're traveling intimately around the world. Anyways, so we go to New York and we're like, who's the fourth guy? Because we all knew each other. And he wasn't at the audition. Like, what's going on? And come to find out, he's already in New York rehearsing with the girls. So wait, he's already got the job? Was he direct booked? And direct booking is kind of a big deal because you basically are just chosen. You don't necessarily have to audition. You just get direct booked on the job. And so we're just not sure. And I was like, okay, so we're going to meet our fourth guy. We're going to meet our new brother. And then sure enough, we find out that he's been in rehearsals already with the girls. And then we walk in and there's Sean Walker. We meet for the first time. This is good looking guy. He's jacked. He's just <laughs> swole, cut, chiseled, everything. And I'm like, okay, dope. Instant motivation. I gotta go to the gym. <laughs> and and yeah, so you were already hired, and we that was our first time connecting. And we then went on a year-long journey, traveling the world, performing for one of the biggest artists ever. And that yes. tour for her was one of her biggest tours. So that was our introduction. So now I want to ask you, how did that process happen for you? Man, well, that process. And um, the significance to it and like what that tour meant to you. Okay, well, I was, um,
1: I was, I was still in, I was the new guy. So I was kind of working with Michelle Williams at the time. And uh, I was hearing, like, Beyonce's having an audition coming up. And we were doing a show, and, um, you know, I'm dancing behind Michelle, whatever, and I see this, this girl, this woman, you know, standing in front with the glasses, ponytail pulled back. I was like, oh, okay, man, she's kind of like, she's cute. I might as well say it. I was like, she's cute, whatever. Yeah. And um, shortly after, I realized it was Beyonce watching the show. I was like, oh, shoot. For a moment, I almost, for a split second, I almost blinked but then i had to remind her don't you do it now while she's watching don't you do it don't you do it yeah <laughs> so i kind of stepped up even more and then ironically she has an audition you know very soon after that and so i you know go to audition um nervous i'm so determined that i'm going to get it and i was like i have never been on a world tour this could be you know big so i'm gonna, i'm going to put in however much work and we end up learning the choreography i heard your name before like like, people were talking about Brian Tanaka and everything. Brian, I was like, who's Brian Tanaka? Like, he, he must be, like, a dope dude because everybody keeps talking about him or whatever. And he already worked with her. I was like, okay. But I did not see you at the audition. So I'm like, that's crazy how we were at the audition, but we didn't we didn't cross paths. It's Because I'm hearing your story, I'm like, I didn't, but I heard your name. So I was like, man. And that's the, the main, like, you know Brian Tanaka killed it. I was like, damn, I want to see, you. like, <laughs> I want to see him dance. Like... <laughs> That, like, that's cool that's cool wait so wait hold on
0: you were at the audition in LA damn made it past two cuts boy. that's where you know there's so many people at the audition you just you don't even know it was so huge yeah it was big so that's why I'm
1: like we didn't even cross paths we made it past the first cut then there was another cut where she came and
0: and watched us and was that at Alley Cat? Alley Cat yep dang yo I'm tripping right? we were there the whole time together and I was just thinking like what? okay wow <laughs> Wow. Wow. And we did not run into each other. Like, wow. 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 That's a trip. And I'm sitting here like, who's the fourth guy? You were there. No, I, I was thinking you were direct booked. But I feel like, wasn't there something where you got there before us? Well, they, yeah, they, they booked me. Like, that's a
1: story. Like, i tell you my, my whole thing leading up to that. Okay. So, you know, Make It Past is this, this the first cut. I'm in the second cut. I go home. I'm practicing. I'm in the garage sweating because the second one, it's like, you know, I remember that it was to dream sweet dreams, a oh, beautiful yeah. nightmare. Yep. Yep. So I remember, so I'm in the practice. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be ready just in case they do that again or if they add more to it. I'm going to kill that because I'm booking this tour. It was no, and in my mind, since I'm the new guy, I thought it's going to be, I said, it's going to be between me and that last person. So I need to make sure I get that last spot. That's what I was thinking because I was like, I heard your name, I heard, and then the, I saw Al Vester, he danced with her before. I'm like, all these people dance, and I'm the new guy, so I'm like, you have to work twice as hard, so at least you can get that last spot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, I'm practicing everything. I'm determined to get this. And then I go to the second audition, and they throw me in the group with everybody that's worked with her. Like, and it, 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 I freaked me out for a little bit, because I was like, man, like, why y'all, why y'all got to put me with them, like, that means I got to really pull up.
0: They're testing you to see if you can't.
1: Yeah. So, so you fit in. I, I did actually. It made me put it actually was a, the best thing to happen to me because I did pull up. And the only thing I was worried about was making eye contact with her mm-hmm. because I have I've had, had an audition where I've blinked when somebody looked at me and was like, and you the choreography leaves and now you are just yeah you know what that face like, damn, because you know. The next one is like okay, thank you. you, and the dance. You don't want to get th- the thank you is a bad thing. Yes, like thank you very much, thank you for your time. Yes, I mean, you leave it like ah. Oh, there's what happened? I got thanked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the worst thing. Worst thing you <laughs> want to say to someone that you got thanked. Yes, <laughs> in, in the dance audition world and potentially some other audition type of scenarios. But yeah, yes.
1: Um, um, so yeah, I'm doing that and I get that moment where she she looks at me. And I have that moment where I'm like, but it pumped me up, and I went in harder. And she's like, she starts, you know, bopping her head, like feeling it. And, the next, and then she turns her head real quick. I was like, oh, man, did I mess up? I wasn't doing it right. I'm in my head. And we go, we end up shaking her hand. I'm saying, so grateful. And she looks me the eyes. She's like, okay, great, or whatever. And I had a friend that happened to be behind her. And he hit me up afterwards. He's like, dude, you did, you like, you killed it. I was like, thank you, man. Like I think it was free. He was sitting behind. Her. Free. He's like, dude, you killed it. I was like, thank you, man. He's like, you know, she asked about you. I was like, for real? So it's like, Yeah, yeah, who's the dude in the white hat? I was like, so that made my night. I was like,
0: What? Just just a phrase like that is so powerful and so Oh my gosh, it's possible. Yeah, it just Oh my I'm, I'm in her mind.
1: Yes. I was like, oh but I was like, There's well why did she turn away from me? I like I thought I, I, I messed up. He's like, no. The other th- <laughs> One of the other guys, you know, messed up. And she looked at them. I was like, oh, okay, that's what the quick one. And then the whole journey of waiting of who got the job and going through the whole list of people getting taken off the list. And that it, it was like two or three weeks of waiting. And then it was one week where nobody heard anything. Hmm. And then I was walking because I didn't have an appetite. I'm new. I'm like, I'm still on the list. I made it to like the top ten. I'm like, okay, I'm nervous. But finally I get a moment where my nerves are not I didn't really eat for a good maybe for two like two two or three weeks. I didn't eat well. I didn't have an appetite because I was so excited. And finally when I get my appetite, I go get this big thing of food and I walk and this private number calls me and I pick up and there's like, Hello man, I speak to Sean And at the time, you know, you you don't wanna is this bill collector, you like <laughs> <laughs> So you like, may I ask who's calling? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, this is Frank Gans, you know, director for Beyonce. I was like, yes, this is he. He didn't even get a chance to finish. I was like, yep, this is him. <laughs> this is him. And he was like, okay, great, great. Well, I was calling you because um, he said, can you can you fly to New York t- tomorrow? And I was like, huh? He's like, it's all right if you can't. And I was like, no, 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 no. I yes, I can. I can. I can definitely do that. He's like, okay, I'm gonna call you back. Lost my appetite. The okay. waste of the food. I was so excited, and at the time, I had T-Mobile, and T-Mobile wasn't as great. And I was in this apartment where you had to sit your phone in one spot. Oh, I hate that. Yes, to get service. Just get and service. My thing—I couldn't leave it. I had to really use the bathroom. I held that for a whole hour, waiting wow. for the call, and sat by the phone, like because I was scared. It, for me, I was like, it'll be just my luck. I go to the bathroom, and the phone rings. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a private number, so you can't call him back. So I stayed there. He calls me back. And he sends me through this um, whole thing. He's like, okay, so um, give me your email. I'm going a, I'm to a book your flight. I'm going to send you all the flight information and just, like, start packing. I was like, okay, all right. I send my email. He's going to give you my number. Write this down. Text me your email address or whatever. I texted to him, and then he sent me the email. He's like, now, when I text it to you, respond to that email. So he does not hang hangs up the phone. And I was like, so I, I still don't know what this is. This. He didn't say I, I booked it. And I knew there was, they were auditioning guys in New York, and people had, they flew the girls out to New York to finish auditioning, so I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to go through another process, and I kind of got down, but I was like, you know what, nope, nope, I made it this far, whatever I have to go through, I'm going to be be prepared, so if I got to do that, then I got to do that. So he calls me back again just to make sure I got the email, I was like, yes, I got the email, and this time I already made my mind, I was like, okay, how do I ask him without really asking him, mm-hmm. do I, did, did I get booked, what's, what's the process? So I came up with, okay, let me ask him how long I'm going to be there. I was like, so we finished talking. He has to go to an award show. I was like, hey, before you leave, uh, so how much should I pack? How long am I going to? He said, oh, you're going to be there for a while, so go ahead and just pack a lot. Because Obama talks to to you later. He hangs up like, dang, that still didn't tell me anything.
0: (laughs) We Love you, Frank, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so I was like,
1: ah. So I'm packing. I'm still like, okay, I think I... I'm be there for a while, audition, maybe, okay. And then finally he hits me up because I have to fly out that night. So he hits me up before I have to head to the airport. He's like, okay, uh, now that I can you know, sit down and talk to you, I want to actually clarify some things for you. And he was like, we've, so right now we're you know, hiring dancers for the Beyonce World Tour, the I Am Tour, and um just want to let you we we just booked the girls last night. So the girls are already booked. We're in the process of booking the guys. So that's what's happening right now. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. So what is that? And finally, he's like, so uh, me and Beyonce talked about you. She knows that she you know, she wants you. So I was like, so what is that? So we just, I just want to say, we know we want you. So you're booked. You're um, booked for the job. And, he's, and he told me some other stuff. And he's like, so I just want to be the first to say welcome. That's when it was officially me, we Welcome to the I Am, the Beyonce I Am world tour. When I say I, I'll never forget that moment. Get chills. Mm -hmm. I I tried to play it cool on the phone. I hung that phone up. I was jumping up and down. My roommate at the time, who is now a brother to me, ran out, we was doing a little chest bump. Yeah, what, what? I'm on tour, man. I'm on on tour with Beyonce, man. Yeah. And we sitting down talking, I was like, oh shoot, I gotta get to the airport. And yeah, I was booked for the tour. I was in New York. And I didn't the next know. Day. Yeah, the next or day. that same night. Yeah, I had to fly on the red eye. They flew me out to get my measurements and everything. And I was like, and I was there for like a good maybe week by myself." And I was like, "Well, so who are the other guys?" And I kept hearing like, they "Got they got three guys." That was Naka, um, Kassan, and Casty was in L.A. rehearsing.
0: And I was like, "Well, well
1: what were they rehearsing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's right. We were rehearsing in L.A. for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so hilarious because when I met y'all, I was like, oh, man, yo, welcome, man. Let's, we
0: all, and y'all kept saying, it was like, well, they- <laughs> Damn, that's a trip. And that's, that's cool to hear that story. And, you know, Frank Gadsden, we, we owe a lot to Frank. He yeah. is significant in both of our lives, and he gave us a lot of opportunity. And I know what it's like to. You know he was the director he was a head choreographer creative director for beyonce for so long and he trusted yes. us to come and be there with her and obviously beyonce yes was like i want i want sean so once the artist says that that's pretty that's pretty like like good oh a good, uh, a good uh good omen <laughs> yes that, that was he and he trusted us with his his vision yeah and we learned a
1: lot on that y'all together. helped me step step up because i was i'm the new guy and i'm trying to you no, know, I was like, dang, I gotta step with the Tanaka and Kasana. I'm like, I gotta really pull up.
0: Yeah, cause y'all the veterans. Yeah, and we did it. We did it together. We pulled each other up. You yeah, know? that was that was cool for me being like a dance captain leader on that whole process. Yeah. And I remember just being there and pulling you up as much as possible. That was a good learning experience for us all, man. That was and to, again to have her, Beyonce, as like the leader and inspiration of it all it was, it was very motivating and powerful and we saw every place in the world bro yes like that was wild that was life-changing and that's where we became family i'm like yeah man That was dope man like yo <laughs> we here 13 years later 13 years later growing man, and growing my, yes okay so let's let's kind of segue into where we are now because we're here 13 years later that's significant in itself man yeah. we're we still perform we still dance we're diversifying even more we're choreographers now yes uh creative directors teachers all around like teach dance all around the world you're still singing all that so for the last four years we've been working with mariah Yep, and that has been a journey and such a wonderful blessing and i was excited when we got together to do that tour we kind of came together Sweet, sweet fantasy tour. Yeah. Anthony Burrell pulled us together. Yes. Great group of guys. And then the fact that we already had that history was like, oh, man, this is my brother. Yep. So we went on a journey. We had a TV show follow us. We went through that yes. whole process. That was a, a wild experience. Since then, we've probably been on six different tours just with Mariah since then. Yeah. We're like, you know, and and I just want to acknowledge the fact that working with Mariah is like working it she's a legend she's an icon she's yes. the best right and she really saw something special in you and she saw something special in me and the fact that she's trusted you and wants you to be around with her whenever she performs just says so much about you and your character and the type of person you are the performer you are <clears throat> and just it acknowledges and kind of solidifies in my mind that you are a true performer you're a true talent you're a wonderful human being because not only is performing and traveling the world like the physical aspect of performing and dancing and all that choreographing but we live together we share time together we share intimate experiences in different beautiful places around the world that are this the remote elite experiences like thinking about lake como in italy together filming the show and just being at this gorgeous mansion and and being together and you know her trusting you and i to be there through that process it just it just i'm trying to up you as much as possible you know because you know you're a special guy i'm super grateful to have you in my life as a friend as a colleague we've gone through trenches together and to see each other grow like we're growing and growing and growing we're here now we got so much more going on like tell me a little bit more where you're at now as a choreographer in your in your goals where you see yourself like moving towards is it still in the entertainment world do you have other things kind of that you're building like what are some things that you're excited about right now I am moving further into the entertainment world like um acting
1: is definitely a big thing that I wasn't looking at before but it was something that was naturally in my path I have a company that I uh, I built I've been working on for years and it's already in the process of being launched, already launched a part of it in Spain. And oh, so it's global, worldwide. Oh it's a glo- yeah, it's a global, worldwide.
0: Big thinker, love it.
1: Yes, and um, the name is called Built to Overcome.
0: Mm, I love that. Thank you, thank Okay, you. wait, wait, Built to Overcome. Okay, so you gotta, you gotta talk a little bit about that because that's already powerful in itself. Tell us the significance of that. For well, you. the significance of that is just
1: kind of my story of how I've gotten to where I am and I know I'm not the only one that has kind of went through a journey and hardships to get there. And the thing is just, I'm here. Like, we're here. And there's so much more to go that I know that we're going to accomplish because we were made for this. We were built <laughs> to overcome anything. What, I love that. Yeah, and that's the whole thing behind it because, you know, when you're brought into this world, you already have obstacles that that you have to overcome and barriers that you have to break. And it's not a thought process of... well, I hope I can do it or what if I can't. We're not born thinking, what if we can't? We're born just knowing that we can. It's just a matter of when we do it. So, Build to Overcome is reminding people that, reminding people who they are and the power that we already possess, that nothing's Mm. impossible. Like as people probably quote the word itself says, I'm possible. So nothing is impossible for you to accomplish as long as you believe it and you know it. And just going back to us as kids, think about your kid self. When someone asked you what you wanted to do, you didn't, you didn't say, well, I, I think I want to be this, or I hope I can do this. You just say, I'm going to be that. Mm-hmm. Like, when we start walking, we don't hope that we can walk. We keep falling down, babies cry, whatever, until we we never fall again. Even the fact that me and you are having a conversation right now, it speaks volumes because at one point in time, this was a foreign language for us. Yeah, that's real. So, that's deep yeah so built to overcome is reminding people of that like go back to that sense and think about everything that you want to do what you're passionate about because you can do it but you have to understand that it will take work but that's how life has been in your journey getting you know stepping into you it's like walking like we're still mastering sometimes like right now we'll trip up but we keep going that's what's going to happen in life you may trip up but you know you you feel your way to success but success is inevitable if you just keep going 1000%. And so that's what Built to Overcome is just showing you that there, there are no limits. You are your own only limit. You are your power source like you can accomplish it. and that's one of the things that y'all
0: see in Built to Overcome. Let's it go. I'm all about that. Everybody Built to Overcome. That's you hear the message behind it and it's powerful. It's relatable. It's inspiration, it's motivation and we got it how can we know about it? Is there a website or what's like, what's I want to follow it. I want to make sure if you do a podcast or a show, I'm on it. You better have me on bro. (laughs) You will. The podcast is coming very soon, actually. Okay,
1: great. Uh, So, and the, they already has an Instagram. I'll start promoting it soon, but actually, I might as well just promote it now. The Instagram is called built to built to overcome Instagram built
0: number two Mm -hmm. overcome.
1: Yes. I'll spell it. So number two. Okay. Built Mm -hmm. to overcome all together. Um, that's the Instagram and then the website is on the instagram is
0: www.builttoovercome.com love it okay so make sure you go to that website put in your email subscribe whatever you got to do to make sure you kind of follow that journey because that's going to be special and i can just feel the passion behind it and i'm Uh you got you got my support bro man thank
1: you so much (laughs) i just i want to help people realize their true potential and think of it as an adventure to discovering yourself amen that's an adventure in itself think about how shoot think about the person you are from now like okay it's that person is so so capable of so many things Mm -hmm. and it's like you're stepping into that person that can do far and beyond what we can imagine right now just as long as we keep continue to grow that's why
0: growth is so important okay i'm not get on bro keep it going just you know it's (laughs) this is what it's about man sharing inspiration and, and and learning from each other and learning new things and this is what i see this platform as is a, a, a learning experience for everybody to learn from and hear your journey is wild to me, bro. And people can relate to it. And, and hopefully you can find inspiration too, whoever's watching or hearing this, is that a journey like Sean's moving to LA with $800 in his pocket, going broke two weeks later, can still push through it, not have fear take over, really find that strength and that, and that courage and, and really that faith that it's going to be okay and look what you've done bro this is absolutely amazing I'm am so grateful to be doing this with you it's this is new for me like I'm kind of going through the motions and I'm probably not going to be perfect at this and I'm growing that's through it I and I it's that's what it's about yes. it's really about the growth and the continuous growth and that's what to me endless victory is it's it's an endless journey it's an endless growth and I just feel that's like endless success endless success come on say yes. it again
1: Yes, that's that's what I feel from. I think about, you know, Apple or whatever, with Steve Jobs. People thought he was crazy and he kept going and going and he still tweaks. And it wasn't you know, perfect when he started, but he was that was his idea. He was striving for perfection, striving for the impossible. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with this is like you're not going <clears> to <throat> we again, we, we trip up, we make bumps along the road. But if you keep going, it keeps getting tweaked, keeps becoming better and better and better. And that's what I see with this. It's like, Amen. I feel like it's already started off with perfection right now. Like, Let's and it go. Has a great person <sighs> that is leading it off. So, man, All dude, right. I'm really grateful and appreciative to be a part of it and to be not only a part of it, but the first one. The first one, bro? Be, Come on. Yes. All right. So,
0: off. to kind of wrap things up a little bit, uh, I'm going to end every episode with what I call the victory lap. Oh. All right. So it's five questions, rapid fire questions. You can answer with one word or one sentence. Okay. And if you need to add a little bit more to it, by all means. The first question, victory lap. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What was your favorite tour to be on as a dancer? I did
1: the ION tour with y'all. That was was a dope experience. Yeah, that was. That
0: was a dope experience. Love it. Love it. What was the biggest crowd you've ever performed in front of? All right, Super Bowl. I, that's a, that's good a, because we have Super Bowl. So yeah. millions upon millions, billions. And yeah, then yeah. live, about 70,000 in the audience. Love it. Oh, yeah. All right. Number three. What is the goal you want to achieve within the next year? Hmm. Okay, well,
1: I, I definitely want to achieve wealth and and. Every area of my life Like you know As far as my company I want to achieve wealth And I want to feel Achieve wealth in my time Freedom Because right now Time is one of the most Valuable things to me So When I give it It means a lot And when somebody Gives me there It means much more Than any material thing Because I know that That's something that You can never get back So I want to build A lot that Allows me To really utilize My time and enjoy the time that I have and spend it with the people that I choose to, to spend it with or the people that are I hold dear or close to me,
0: I care about. I have so many other things, that's like really a broad question. I know, <laughs> I, and I know I wanted it to be a little challenging to see, but I hear you, wealth in, in all aspects. I yeah. love that. Okay, uh, number four, if you could do two things all day, every day, what would it be? Two things. <laughs> two things all day, every day.
1: Huh, <laughs> I'm always singing. There's so one that's gonna happen, and I'm always, um, I'm always acting the fool at times. So I guess I <laughs> have fun with it, right? Yeah, I have fun with it. So yeah,
0: acting the fool, number acting two, acting the fool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, last one. Do you have a mantra or a motto you try to always live by? Hmm,
1: be a good person. Like be who you are and. You know treat people how you want to be treated that's that's my mantra and you know I don't really like the gossip or anything I'm very positive by anything because I I think really is becoming confidence with who you are and enjoying who you are and enjoying and falling in love with the process of becoming who you are and in doing so it's crazy to, to think that's what built to overcome is to remind people who they are. And if people knew who they were, there wouldn't be as much jealousy or envy or anything mm-hmm. because you know who you are. So why would you be jealous or envious of anyone else? If anything, you would support them and be very supportive and excited for them. And that's how I am. I'm like, man, I can't wait to see this. Because like, it doesn't affect who I am. It's like you being you, authentically you. Yeah. And so that's, I love that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's a beautiful way to finish and all i gotta say is thank you so much sean walker for being here you can follow him on all social media at at sean walker s-h-a-u-n-w-a-l-k-e-r ying okay is it sean walker just sean walker sean walker at sean walker instagram facebook twitter Mm -hmm. all the joints youtube i need to get better with twitter that's how we we all got it (laughs) management so we're gonna find that balance yeah Thank you so much for taking the time. Everybody who is listening or watching and tuning in, make sure you subscribe. If this is on Apple, iTunes, as far as podcasts or Spotify or anywhere like that, just make sure you rate it, share some comments, give us a five star if you love this and subscribe because we're going to have a lot more of this amazing stuff happening soon. So thank you very much. But one last thing, we got to do the endless victory groove as a mm-hmm. sign off, right? Okay, well, what's the All right, sir, you guys Come show on, me. All right, all right. Got this little thing here. So the endless victory groove of the day. Okay. I feel like we should just do like a little kind of shoulder action. Shoulder action. So Shoulder. 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 and yeah, yeah. Well, maybe a little bit of a body roll because that's kind of our signature. Yeah, that's, that's, little, that's how we start it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. The body roll. I had to practice this <laughs> on tour because they were eating. That was at first. that was our signature. <laughs> Yo.
1: Man.